Hey, I'm Teresa Caputo. You might know me as the Long Island Medium. Why do people call me that? Well, I talk to the dead. My job is to help spirit communicate to their loved ones here in the physical world that they are safe and at peace and that there is more to life than this. This podcast gives me the opportunity to share my gift with more people than ever before and to give all of you a better understanding of how I communicate with spirit. So welcome to this week's episode on Hey Spirit. I had the pleasure of sharing my gift with Renee. What an incredible and amazing experience this gentleman had. I am just going to say this. If there is anyone out there that is struggling or you know someone that is struggling or you yourself with depression or thoughts of suicide, there is help out there. And I hope that this reading will bring you peace and comfort if you've lost someone to suicide or tragedies the way that it has helped Renee. God bless. Is this your wife in the background? No, this is my sister. Because what's going to happen is, even though you're having the reading, Renee, what's going to happen is there might be things that say spirit says to you and you might say, oh, I don't feel that way or that's not me, but your sister might feel that way. Sometimes what happens, someone could even be in another room. So a lot of times I always even ask, is there someone else in the house? But usually it's like in the reading, they're like, and a spirit is having me say things. And the person is like, no, not me, not me. And spirit just keeps pushing. Sometimes it could be for someone in the next room. So even though you're familiar with what I do, I always like to give a speech on how I read, receive my information, but more importantly, connect with the souls of the departed. I am going to say this to you. I did when I first started to give my speech, because what happens is when I give my speech, I kind of... I start to go to the other side in a sense. I start to raise my vibration and connect. And I kind of stumbled a little bit on my words in the beginning because as I was raising my vibration, your energy, Renee, is very strong. So you must have a very strong spiritual connection to the other side or you sense and feel things more so than the average person. Is that correct? Yeah to validate for you that I don't even know who I'm connecting with, but they made me feel that already. And that you're not crazy, that these are real things that you feel. But why do I feel like, do you like comic books or something? Or, or do you connect with comic books? Because they made me feel like that you feel that you should be able to save everyone, save the world. Yes. Okay. I definitely, I'm not a comic book guy, but I felt like with a few of my friends that passed, mm-hmm. like if I had another chance, I, I could have talked about it. Nope. How do you connect with the number three? Are there three souls on the other side? Right there. What's that? C B C L G C. So those are the three souls that you hope to connect with today. This is the most amazing thing. There has to be some, because I've never had this before. And the thing that I love, first of all, you have other loved ones on the other side. I see them all behind these gentlemen. I'm going to say like brothers to you. And they make me feel like that you always had this dream. And I'm going to interpret it like a comic book in some way. Yes, you are a hero, but it's not your responsibility to save us all. We take full responsibility for our choices that cause and attributed to our departure. I'm going to say this. One of the gentlemen said to me, Teresa, I did crazy things here in the physical world. I never thought that I was going to die. Like I did crazy things. And I feel like he steps forward and says, I take full responsibility for my departure. Like full responsibility. Do you understand that? I definitely understand that. But I feel like he's done crazier things before or like, Uh, You would have thought, uh, let's hypothetically say, like, from the day that he died, like, you thought he would have died years ago because he was in a much different space then or did crazier things then. Does that make sense? He definitely did crazier things when we were younger. Mm -hmm. Was he, like, a straight shooter? Like, just blurted things out? I think the one, one you're talking about definitely was a straight shooter. Okay. Who's the C? Who's like the, the CB? You said CB. Is that someone like Charlie, Chris? His name is Chester. 
And then my other friend is crisp, so it's like. I almost feel like, oh, God, please excuse me for saying it this way, but this is how I feel like that that they said it. It was like, yeah, I I messed up. They messed up. They messed up. They wanted me to use that word, but I didn't. Did someone also pass with something with the blood or was there blood at the departure? I don't know if there was like a shot or. Yes. One of them, my friend, Chris Logan, shot himself alone in a hotel room. But I'm going to say this to you. The other two gentlemen were protecting Chris. Do you understand that? Because this is something, and I'm going to use this term, Renee, that has haunted you for a long time. Uh, I've been haunted by a lot. Okay. I've been haunted. So you need to know that you need to let all of this go of you feeling that you could have. And I find this amazing. Look at the dog looking at you at this moment. Like animals are very, very sensitive to spirit and to, and it's almost like here, here's the dog, like loving you in this moment of your friend saying to you, you need to let go of that. You could have, or should have saved me, stopped me, whatever it is. Cause he keeps showing me the missed phone call. That is just my symbol for that. You feel if you only spoke to him, went and saw him or said something different to him. You know what? I felt like with both the guys that, you know, start with C, I felt like if I only had one chance to talk to them, I can definitely turn around. I felt like, you know what? When I, when I first heard it, I'm like, God, just give me a do-over. Just let mm-hmm. me speak to them. Well, this is your gift from God in the do-over, but it wasn't the way that you thought it would have been. When a soul shows me a quarter and they flip it over, that's my symbol for where they want me to explain to someone, you need to look at the other side of that coin. That let's say, Renee, you did speak to them and you spoke to them and spoke from the heart and gave them everything that you had and this still happened. The burden or guilt might be far more greater than you carry today. They said they need you to realize and remember that. Because I also felt like, and again, I don't know, typically when souls band together and they don't separate, that's my symbol for that it comes from all of them, okay? So spirit might have me make a statement, okay? But you might be able to place it with all three of them, but maybe in a different scenario. Does that make sense? Yes. So I think it's important that you remember that. And now I understand why they made me feel like a comic book reference. Because... I don't know anything about comics, but I feel like there was always a superhero, right? There was always someone that saved the day, right? Well, I guess that would be Marvel comics. (laughs) Um, You know, like there was always a superhero that would, and it's almost like that was you, right? You just said that to me. I wanted to do over that. I could have talked them out of it. You feel that you could have been that superhero to save them. And it's almost like Renee. You were always there for us. You were always there to get us to see things a little bit differently. But we want you to remember that if anything went differently, the burden might be far more greater than what you carry today. And I feel like that you were recalling a conversation that you had with one of them and where you look back and you say, I should have known. Why didn't I know that? Why didn't that like ring a bell? Why didn't I get it then? Why am I getting it now? With one of them, I'm like, how the F did I not know he was so hurting? Like, how did I not know? I'm just, I talked to him every day. How did I not know he was about to do this thing that would like hurt so many people that loved him? Like, am I a bad friend? Am no. I? that I didn't see this. He was supposed to stay in my house the following week. And it's like, he did not make me feel that this was very well planned. 
Like there are plenty of people that go, they'll say to me, listen, I knew my family was going to be at church. I wrote a note to everyone. I left it, right? I don't feel that that was the case. Is that correct? I feel like he was upset over something and he did something spontaneously. That is 100% correct. When I found out it happened, I felt this feeling like he's like, I'm sorry I made a mistake. Like I felt it in, in me. And what did he say? I effed up big time. Yep. Yep. I felt it. But this is the incredible thing. From the moment I started transitioning to the other side, I felt that you had this connection with the other side. Maybe a stronger intuition, whatever you want to call it. Fair enough? I always felt, I always had the faith that it was more to life than this. So, thousand percent. And like, I feel like sometimes, you know, I feel them. So know what you feel is real and know that it is in God's white light. The thing that I find amazing about your, your reading right now is the three souls right off the bat, they, they all pass tragically is that, or, and unexpected. Is that correct? And at very, young ages. Okay. Tragically. And we might feel that the souls are not safe in a peace with God. I only channel souls that walk in God's white light. So especially when someone, and I've seen souls, I'll say to someone, I can see there's a soul with them, but I can't feel anything with them. I can't hear anything from them. That's my symbol for that. They're, they're just a little bit lower. I can't lower my vibration that low. It means that the soul is learning more lessons. Soon as I get to the other side, the first three souls that I feel, first three souls that I feel, giving you the gift in knowing that even though they left the physical world, tragically and take responsibility. I want to make this very clear. When a soul takes responsibility for the departure, that does not mean that they intentionally take their own life. It means that they take responsibility for their actions and choices and decisions that cause and attribute to their passing. And it validates it because he's told me it was not very well planned. Yes, if I have to go to a hotel room, but it's not where it was like, okay. I literally have had souls that have said, I knew on Tuesday, on Sunday, my family was going to be at church. I wrote them all letters and I hung myself in the basement. Literally, this is things that souls will show me. Okay? It's such a difference. And I don't know if people fully understand this, that there's a difference in taking responsibility for their departure and intentionally like well-planned, meditated. It took me a long time to kind of understand that because if someone does shoot themselves, you are making this decision, right? I get that. But the decision was like, I wasn't thinking. I felt like both of them weren't thinking. One shot himself alone in, in a hotel room. Where does the overdose come in? Was there a hanging as well? There's a hanging. Okay. And he basically was, you know, went home to do a photo shoot um, and hung himself. But I think with Chester, it was a lot harder because he was in one of the biggest bands in the world. And it just, you see it all over the place. And I felt like, how the hell did I know this? I talked to him every day. Was he on a medication? Because when souls show me... He did not take his antidepressants for like a week. He took a medication bottle and threw it against the wall. That's my symbol for that they either mistook medication, didn't take medication. So you want an answer on why, and he showed me the medication. That sounds crazy. Can I ask you this? Do you... Oh, God, this is going to sound so weird. Travis Barker, how do you connect with him? Wait, can I just say this to you? I don't yeah. dream. I don't dream of people that okay. have passed away. Last night, oh, you're going to think I am crazy. <laughs> these are one of these moments where I am ready to have a diarrhea attack because I cannot believe that this is happening. And he, this gentleman just reshowed me a film strip. I had a dream last night. I don't dream. I woke up that I was at a concert with Travis Barker, Kourtney Kardashian, 
and some other guy that I didn't know. I think he had like long hair. I don't know if he had like a beard, but I only like saw him like from the back. And I don't know. And I don't know if he had drumstick. He was he was definitely in a band. I'm going to say this is your buddy. Okay. Because I could never see his face. And he just kept walking away from us. And I know this is crazy. Travis was yelling, hey, come back. Where are you going? Come back. And he just like kind of That's walked crazy. away. It was literally 30 seconds. Now, the reason why, Renee, I'm good at what I do is because I say whatever it is that spirit chose me. I don't dream. I never remember my dreams. It is so rare that I remember a dream. This just happened last night. And he just showed me the dream. And I'm like, what am I going to say? What am I going to say? Travis Barker and Kourtney Kardashian are in the news every day. I'm not going to say, like, this is crazy. Right? So Chester's show he was supposed to do was with Blink-182 uh, a week before he killed himself in, in Queens. He was going to come to my house. We were going to barbecue at City Field. And he was, Blink-182 was playing before Lincoln, Lincoln Park. Do you know his wife? Chester's wife? Mm-hmm. I know um, his, both his wives. Okay. Because I never know who I'm going to read. I have no idea. So when I came in to the reading, I heard in my head that the husband died. I was like, oh, okay. Then I come in the Zoom room and there's a man here. <laughs> okay. You could have been married to a man. How do I know, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't think people fully understand what I do and why I do what I do. And that's why I asked you if you knew. And all I kept hearing was, please tell her I'm sorry. I am sorry. And I am sorry that I let everyone down, but I was not thinking clearly. And I say this with you, Renee, with every ounce of me, that this is what I do for a living. I have people that step forward all the time. I couldn't do it anymore. Not that it's an excuse, but he made me feel like that the main component was the medication. So whatever, and in this case, he was not taking Yep, he didn't take it for a week. This is an example of when a soul takes responsibility for their departure. Taking responsibility for not taking a medication. Souls will do that if they were diabetic and they ate chocolate every day. So do you understand? It's Yeah. It's a way of the soul saying, I take responsibility. I was not thinking clearly. Out of the one of the gentlemen who had the argument or someone, their, their last conversation wasn't so pleasant. I would say it would be Chester and his, uh, you know, and his, and his wife he had. Okay. But I'm sorry. With every ounce of me, I read with such respect, especially for the souls of the departed and those of us that are left behind here in the physical world. And I just keep hearing, I'm sorry. I need to take responsibility. And it doesn't mean that there was this fight or a misunderstanding. They could have had, I don't care what it is. But I felt like the last conversation was not a conversation that we typically always had. And I'm sorry. And I take responsibility I don't want you to feel that things should have been different because of that. I mean, honestly, I'll be, I've, I've been so mad at him. Look, you I mean, could be as angry. Out. He said you and a thousand other people. Oh yeah. A lot of people. Oh, he just showed me his face. Can I ask you this? Yeah. I read someone recently and 
Did he live in California or have a house in California? He lived in California. Okay. He came through to me before because he just turned around and showed me his face. I said, I've seen you before. A very dear friend of mine. I know that he's been trying for some time to let everyone know that he's at peace. And more importantly, that his soul is with God. That is definitely good to know. Was he a drummer? He was a singer. Okay, why does he keep showing me signed drumsticks? I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, he was, uh, he was a singer for a very big band. Oh, he was. Okay. So I'm terrible at this. And at, at like, I'm not, I don't know like names, like I know bands, but I don't know the names of the people in bands. So he was, he was a singer in a, one of the biggest bands in the world, Lincoln Park. So who's the drummer for, I'm going to, cause I don't know why he keeps showing me the drumsticks. I don't know who the drummer is. <laughs> who's going in? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. All right, good. Maybe he's making me feel better because I don't know who he is or what band he belongs to. Okay, so I don't li listen. I don't know where this. Where, he showed me like um, autographed drumsticks. Okay. Okay, so just don't worry. It might come to you. Or it might come up later okay. in conversation. It might be months from now with someone. You're like, oh yeah, I had these drumsticks, drumsticks when I went to a concert. Okay, he says, I'm sorry. And I don't want, especially if we had this disagreement, I do not want you to carry the burden or guilt connected to my departure or feeling that it well, could have been prevented. You know what's crazy is that my other friend, Chris, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't talk to him for like a year because mm -hmm. basically my dad had got him a, a job. He goes... I was a jerk. And I was so angry at him. But, but I remember that Christmas, I text him, and I go, I love you, brother. And he goes, I love you, too. And then a few months later, I get the phone call. He shoots mm -hmm. himself in a hotel room. But I was feeling so guilty, like, I can't believe, it. you know, I never got a chance to talk to him again. And I, like, left it off angry with him. Listen, you can be as angry as you want with each and every one of your friends that have died. You could be as angry as you want, but you cannot let that anger affect your soul or affect who you are. It's affected me. For them to take responsibility, did you ever think, remember the other side of that coin, if you did speak to him, you feeling, I should have said this, maybe I shouldn't have said that. And I'm going to say this, the buddy in Texas, he said nobody knew how bad I was. I struggled for a long time. I believe that. He looked at me and he made me feel like he didn't want to disappoint anyone. So I said to him, I go, is there a reason why? And I almost feel like he didn't want to disappoint your dad. It totally makes sense. My dad, like literally when when got him a job interview. He just said to me, I felt like I never was going to make it. Like I was going to fail and I did not want to be a failure and I did not want to disappoint your dad. I looked at him and he said to me, he says, I need you to help Renee live his life burden and guilt-free and you need to give him his life back. And I said to him, I can't do that. I can allow your loved ones use my physical body as a vessel. There is no way that I would know any of these things. Is that correct, Renee? No way. I just got the chills again. Did you get like a warm feeling or a goosebump? I got it right now. I asked their souls to move through you so you can feel their presence. And they stand here today and to let you know that their souls are at peace with God and that you need to release these burdens and guilts so you can start to heal. You are going to grieve them for the rest of your life and you can be as angry as you want. 
But what I want you to do, Renee, is to love, honor, and respect yourself more than the anger that you have, disappointment, I don't care what it is, any negative emotion that you have connected to your friend's departure, I need you to love, honor, and respect yourself more than that anger, more than that disappointment. You know, um, Chester always, I'm in recovery and I haven't drank or uh, did a drug in 25 years. After Chester killed himself, I was so depressed. I relapsed mm -hmm. after 25 years. I'm back two and a half years in recovery. Well, congratulations. And it, you know, I, I don't know why I'm not over it. I'm not over it. You lost a part, and you know what? You you might never get over it. There's a that's grief. You're gonna carry that. There's a difference in grieving the loss of someone and healing from someone. Who has the same tattoo? So do you have the same tattoo as that's as Chris Logan? Okay, look, tattoo. I asked them to validate that I'm interpreting everything correctly. This is the tattoo we have, and in. I'm Filipino in, in Tagalog, Kabigan means friends. And we got the same tattoo right over here. We both how, got it. How would I know that you have the same tattoo as one of your friends? It is the craziest thing. Insane. Okay. This is a gift from them. And I'm going to say this to you, Renee. And this is a gift from God. Because I do God's work. And I use that. People want to say Yahweh, higher power, Buddha. It doesn't matter to me. Every reading that I do, I ask God to give me his voice to help people heal. Thank you. And I protect everything that I do in God's white light. And I only channel souls that walk in God's white light. And there is not one soul that will not be able to communicate the way that they did if they were not. They are here to give you your life back. But it's up to you. And I'm going to say this. I feel like one of your buddies said, I'm going to say it was uh, the band member. He stepped forward. And he said, look, he goes, his relapse didn't last long. Is that correct? No. Yeah, yeah, it's correct. Did not last long. He says he should be proud of that. You did. And he says, and I'm sorry what my death left you with. But I want you to know that it was my strength that pulled you out. Do you have a grandfather that's departed? Both my grandfathers. Okay. Know that he steps forward and they salute you. So when a soul salutes someone, it means they served our country and or we did and or they're acknowledging how proud they are of someone. So know that they are extremely proud of the way that you handled, I'll use the term, your relapse. Because it was literally, they made me feel like you looked in the mirror and it was like, you looked in the mirror and you're like, what the are you doing? What are you doing? I was like, what am I, what the I, f just happened? Okay, am I right? How would I know that? How would I know what you I did? Know. I didn't make it up. I didn't Google it, right? I didn't read it off of your body language, right? Not at all. I mean, I literally like was like in LA when it, when it happened, so depressed. And I mean, I didn't stop until actually my wife was like, what the hell is going on with all these money mm -hmm. missing? And, you know, what are you taking 200 here for, 300 there for? And I was just like, this is the only way I'm going to get my freedom back is to be honest. Mm -hmm. Did it last like five days or like five weeks or? It was like like five months. They made me feel like it connected with the number five. So it lasted for five months? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it, and it was like, you know, I mean, I've been, 
clean and sober most of my life. You know what I'm saying? I mean, most of my life alive. Mm -hmm. So it was in, in the context of my whole life. It's nothing compared to, you know. Listen, I am not a counselor and I shouldn't bring my own personal feelings into this because I typically don't. But I am so proud of you. I mean, Thank to be you. able to, you know, you're 25 years clean and then you have this bump. And then to get right back and to be such an advocate and to handle your relapse with dignity and grace is just absolutely incredible. So know that they're proud of you. I thought he would definitely be mad at me. I was like, he used to write me every year on my anniversary. I'm like, so proud of you. Well, here he is. He had me say it to you. I, I miss him so much. And I, I just got to know, I hope he knows, like, I've been doing everything I can to be around his family, too. Does he have children? He talks about the children, about the boys. He has a lot of children. Okay. How do you connect with the number six? I don't know if he has six kids. The month of June. June, definitely. I connect with June. Okay. I just want to make sure I'm interpreting everything correctly. Oh, but I feel like he's like calling you like names. Like. Yeah, they always call me names. I call them names too. And I'm like, stop. They're like teasing the crap out of you right now. And they're like arguing. No, they would. Tease me about like, my driving. Mm-hmm. And tease me about it. I'm, in, if you grow up in New York, and if you don't make fun of each other, you're not friends if you don't make fun of each other. What did you do in memory? Did you release, uh, like, I don't know if they were lanterns or, like, balloons or release something in memory of someone? I'm going to release a song oh. on my new record. Um, Is... and it's about both of the guys that, you know, I really wrote it for their sons. So that's you know, the boys. Both of them sounds. Perfect. Yeah. So know that they know. And what about Chester? Chester? I mean, I... Wait, I wait, 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 wait. About... Wait, so let me just say this to you. How would I know? Did you? So you wrote the song in memory of your two other friends, but not... You didn't write one for Chester? Well, Because he goes, like where's this. my... He goes, where's my song? Tell her about you know my what? song. It's kind of... <laughs> I'm writing a song for him right now. Right? <laughs> Hilarious. Well, well, you know what? The song I wrote for Chris, kind of like, kind of like, I mean, Chester loved that song. I, he, I remember he's like, this is a special song. And I kind of feel like it definitely goes with him, especially mm -hmm. and his son. But you have one that you are writing. No one knows about. It's not. No one knows about it. I'm writing it right now. I haven't recorded. I'm going to record it on my new record. Perfect. It's called. Ride or die. They know what you're doing, loving, guiding, supporting you, and more importantly, very proud of you. I gotta say one thing. Chester is my biggest. He's been my. I one of the critics. He goes, so don't say biggest fan. He goes, I was his biggest critic, Teresa. <laughs> you know what? He's my critic, but he's always like, I'm the <laughs> biggest fan. Yeah. Yeah, he's always trying to get me to play, and I'm, I, I literally quit. I was just working music for years and I quit mm -hmm. playing music and he was like always trying to reel me back in to playing music again. And now I am again. He says, cause the time is now. It feels right. Oh, wow. It's something that soothes your soul and will allow you to finally take all of the good. Cause I feel like all, all the music is gonna wash away all of that negativity that you carry. You know what? I had a record deal in 2002. I lost it. And then I've been working in music since. And I just got a new record deal this year. At my age, which is, I'm not going to announce it, but it's definitely old. It's not as <laughs> old as me, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's definitely old for getting a record deal. You know, like, it's almost like, almost like um, a miracle that I got a record deal at this age, right? And when I said to myself, this could be the last thing I ever recorded, I, I was like, I'm going to put every ounce of everything i'm feeling into this record it's, it's going to be about good or bad it's coming out know that this was a gift a gift from chester and he just said to me you know that you know that i know that 
you know that this was his way of letting you know that he's with you. I felt like when I got the record, he did, he like definitely went out and made that happen. He goes, forget that someone was interested and wanted to do it. He goes, and then the deal on top of it, that was just the cherry on top of the cake. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm just, you know, I, I, I miss him so much. So know that he says, that this is a gift from me. He kind of made me feel like when you play music, you go, or and when you write, and when you do this, he made me feel like you go into a different place. It's almost like this freeing place. You can't explain it. It's almost like you leave your physical body yeah. and you go into this place. He says, when you do this, what I want you to imagine is just anything holding you back or anything that's negative or anything that is not serving you a purpose. He says, I want you to imagine it being washed away, being carried away with every note that you sing and every note that you play or that evil twin in the Gemini, whatever it is, anything (laughs) negative. And it's almost like being washed away with the notes by every note that you sing, every note that you play. How do you connect with horses? Did he have a connection to horses? He loved animals and uh, his wife had a horse. Okay. He's a little insulted that I don't know who he is. Like he literally looked at me and was like, where did you come from? I go, what do you mean where did I come from? He goes, how do you not know who I am? I go, I don't know who you are. I said, I know bands. I go, I actually wear a nail polish called Lincoln Park After Dark. Well, he lost it on that. He goes, you got to be. And he's like going. This, this lady, she's crazy. She's crazy. <laughs> but, th- but that, that would be his personality, right? Totally. Pers- like, he's-, he's like me, like, you don't know who I am. And I'm like, listen, I'm like, I don't need to. I go, and it's not insulting. I said, it's a good thing because I love that I am quote unquote, in a sense, naive in a sense that I don't know people. Like, I don't know. Right. Yeah. Because I wouldn't be able to do my job. I would not yes. be able to do my job. So I asked him to give me something completely off the wall that nobody, like, it's not even thinkable. And he said, tell him about the horse, about horses. His, I remember, you know, after he died, his wife was going to go horseback riding and, you know, we bought me a horse. Okay. He bought his wife a horse. Okay. And that was her way to just get away from everything, mm-hmm. riding the horse. My choices had nothing to do with any of you. I'm going to say this again. He showed it to me again, so there has to be a reason. This is the gentleman with the medication bottle. Is that correct? That wasn't taking it? Yep. That's what he just keeps showing me. I knew it. He didn't take it for a week. And something like that, you just can't stop taking. You have to be taken off slowly. And it validates of him saying, I was not in my right mind. Medication says, you know, you'll have suicidal thoughts and stuff like that. And especially when you're off it, you're going into a bigger depression. I don't feel like he was doing it properly. Like he just literally just stopped or wasn't taking it. Whatever it was, didn't do it properly. I know for a fact he didn't take it for a week. Yeah, I don't know what this what the drums are. I don't know why. Do, does one of his children play the drums, or is there something? I don't know why he gave me the drums. I don't know why he's doing that either. I'm trying to think. I almost feel like a drum solo, so I don't know. Did someone do a drum solo for him? I don't know. I actually like when, when it, something doesn't make sense at all, and then it will be validated. After you passed away, um, his band before he was in Lincoln Park. So his other, like, really one of his best friends was the drummer in that band, right? And his name was Sean, and we hadn't known each other. And we, but after he passed away, his first band that didn't have a record deal, I got him a record deal, you know, obviously. And then I produced, I executive produced a record and a and would it. And um, it came out, like, a few years ago called Great A's, and it was uh, his, the drummer was his best friend growing up of uh, that was his first band 
and we became friends and we're just like it's so crazy that we weren't friends before this and we'd always talk and we'd always be like man imagine we were all like me you and chester hung out we'd have we'd laughing our asses off so just back up again can you just say the drummer the drummer of that band (laughs) we became friends after after chester passed away i'm dead he was that's Chester's crazy. Childhood best friend. Okay, but do you That's see? That's how I felt like. Do you I see? I felt like he just came to me out of nowhere, yeah. like when I. We were... Yeah. How would I know that? No one knows. Then no, nobody would know that. But he knows it, and I'm going yeah. to say this: maybe your first step in healing is knowing that the souls are together, and that they're safe and at peace with God. I'm just going to say this to you, Renee. I say this to people. I was born this way. I've been seeing, sensing, and feeling things since I can remember at the age of four. I was blessed with this gift from God. I put, literally put my gift in God's hands over 20 years ago. And I said, God, if this is my soul's journey, then you open the doors and I will gladly walk through them. Pretty amazing what you do. It's, I'm so grateful. You cannot make it up. No, there, can't. you can't make it up, and that's why I ask for those crazy, weird things because this is about you, Renee, being able to heal from the passings of your I, brothers. I, I, I that's how I feel. So, I feel this weird thing in my body right now. It's like I got goosebumps, and it's like. My hair and my is like standing. It's just well, weird. I keep asking them to allow you to feel them so you know that they're okay and that they're proud of you and they are supporting you from the other side and they could never be disappointed in you. And you will continue to do great things here in the physical world. But you need to continue. Like literally visualize when you go to that other place, when you play music, to imagine all of the negativity, anything that serves you no purpose to be fully released. Can I ask you something? Do you know someone that lost a child? That would be my sister. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm doing well. One of uh, Renee's friends brought forward uh, a son and said that it was a friend lost their, their child. Is it a young child? Because my friend did lose her child. It was a girl and she was three years old. Okay. Do you know someone also that lost a son? Yeah. My, um, my husband's best friend uh, just passed away about three weeks ago and he's the son. Okay. And I recently was in touch with his father. Okay. So know that he steps forward to let the family know that his soul is at peace with God. Wow. Know that your friend that lost the daughter, because she keeps showing me like a little princess nightgown. So I don't know if she has something princessy. Yes. Know that she says, please tell my mom that I'm okay and that I am an angel and I sing with the angels. Because she's showing me her just singing and dancing and, you know, she's always so happy. She's got this beautiful smile. So know that the children are safe and at peace with God. Thank you, Teresa. You know, it's very difficult to do what I do. And I don't know if you just spoke to these people that lost the children, but I felt like that it was something that they needed to hear. I will. It was um, Victor, I think you're speaking about his father was devastated because he had also lost his daughter. So he lost, he only had two children. Two children and they're both gone. Yeah. How do you connect with like the number 17 and the number 23? 17 and 23. Well, 23 is my mom's birthday. She was born on 12345. Okay. 17 on 
clear right now. Okay. It could be an age. It could be the age that someone would be if they were still here in the physical world, or it can stand for the months, like January and July. You don't have to connect with yeah, it now. Yeah, you know what? Um, <laughs> Sylvie would have been 17. Oh, okay. To validate that the souls continue to grow and that they are safe and at peace with God. Thank you. Wow. I wasn't here to mess up his algorithm or anything. No, else. <laughs> it was good because I'm going to explain why that had to happen, but I need Renee for that. Okay. Hold on. I'm going to give Thank him- you. You're very welcome. Oh. <laughs> Hi. Hi. What I did was I asked, especially the gentleman who is well known, I said, I need you to bring forward other souls to validate this for Renee so that he can heal. He brought forward these children that were connected to your sister in a very profound way. So if you have lost faith, Renee, do not lose faith in God. Do not lose faith in the souls of the departed. And most importantly, do not lose faith in yourself. For a long time, Teresa, I I lost faith after Chester died, I lost faith in God. I I stopped going to meetings, AA meetings. I stopped believing in God. I said, if there's a God, why would he have my friend do this? It Mm -hmm. hurts so many people. I love him. You have every right to feel that way. Your feelings are valid. And it's okay. Why am I out, like, driving out your mom you know on your five-year anniversary you know you should be with us why am i with your son driving around malibu and being like you should be with us laughing right mm-hmm. now as joking with his son i'm like i can't believe you're driving me around right now he made me feel like in this crazy car so i don't know if it was like a convertible or like a crazy a car. Tesla. <laughs> he goes it's a crazy car I mean, I'm driving. I'm like, you drive, I'll hang. And I was like, basically, so I was telling you, son, I was like, I knew you when you were a zygote. I I knew you when you were were an embryo being inside of your mom. Oh, my God. And now you're driving me around Malibu. Amazing. And she's like, Uh, me and Gracie, test two babies. (laughs) So, so, I mean, I'm like, I can't believe. Yeah. I like you're driving me around. You're a 19 year old man. And I'm like, but it validates that his soul was with you. I felt it that night. I felt it. That is a bond, Renee, that will never be broken with any of your loved ones that have died. That soul bond, look, I know it stinks. I know it's unfair, but know that the soul will never leave you. And that is a bond that will continue for the rest of your life. And I want you to also understand, Renee, when, from what Spirit has explained to me, when souls leave, our souls know the destiny in their life. So it has to be within that block of time. This is how some people, some people try to end their life and they end up in a vegetative state or they end up paralyzed because it wasn't the soul's time to leave the physical world. And I feel like that they're saying you had these conversations with them. I definitely talked to both of them after their passing. And I feel like sometimes they were listening. I mean, I both cursed them out like so many times, like. Rightfully so. Screaming, like, how the f- can you do this? Mm-hmm. Like, how the hell can you do this to us? But they've shown you today that they're with you, still a part of your life in a different way, and said that they were sorry. I'm sorry for the cursing them out so many times. You're allowed. I love them so much, though. Look, they gave you permission to feel that way. You know, and, and the thing that I admire about that is because, you know what? No matter how... I'm going to say this. Don't allow the way that someone passes to define who they were. I definitely, I definitely believe that. I mean, I think it makes it easier when someone is ill, right? 
because we can yeah. rationalize it. We can make ourselves feel better. We could say, okay, you know, they, uh, they weren't getting better. They weren't the same. Nothing was working. We were all suffering. They were yeah. suffering. But when someone dies, and I'm going to use this term, Renee, unexpected and tragically, because that is exactly what happened with three of these gentlemen. Fair enough? They all, all three of them died way like yeah. two from suicide and one from like some crazy heart attack thing like at like such a young age but they're unexplainable tragedies fair enough yeah it's harder because we can't wrap our minds around why so don't let that define look they died tragically and unexpected but i know that their souls are safe and at peace with god and they're watching over they're like, show me so many things that show me like this. Someone has his wallet. So who has the watch? Who has the bracelet? So I feel like that there are so many things that they're like showing me of like things that were like passed on or done in memory of them. So, you know what? There's not a day that doesn't pass. I don't think about all of them. And I sometimes I feel them. Yeah. But know that that's real. That's a good thing. You're feeling them. Yeah. You know that they're with you. Take that with you and, and take that positivity with you, even though they died tragically. Take that and knowing that they're- I feel people. like they're watching over me. Yes. Well, I can't thank you enough, uh, Renee, for allowing me to I share can't my- thank you no, enough. No, listen, they did it. They did it. They did an amazing job of giving you the gift and peace and comfort in knowing that they are still with you. Absolutely my amazing. sister thanks you too. Aw, you're very welcome. Hey, I'm Renee from Limbrook. Long Island, Strong Island. It was amazing. It just was a trip to like, there's like definitely so many things that no one else would know. It was crazy here. Just from a, a friend telling me how she experienced it, I, I definitely knew she was the real deal already. So I was very excited to speak to her. It was amazing. I mean, she's like, when three people stepped up, they said, they your, your brothers, and I was like, uh, that's my hand, these three initials. You know, when she says one's holding up a medication bottle and that he's like, uh, I mean, when my friend Chester passed away, he didn't take his antidepressants in a week. When he did what he did. No one knows that. Who has the same tattoo? And my friend Chris, we both had this tattoo. The drummer thing, I didn't click for a while until then I'm like, oh, maybe it's this. And then... It definitely felt it. I felt it when it was like connected. You know what? She was like talking about Travis Barker and it's crazy that, you know, Chester was supposed to play with Travis Barker the week after he passed away. It was just awesome to hear her say that they're standing in the light. I definitely felt like a sense of not feeling a hundred pound weight on my chest. I was like, there's so much emotions and like I was feeling these things going through me, like hot, weird, like, you know, making my hair stand up. It was just crazy.